to the rematch, the rematch. with Eton Thomas, where athletes get a second chance to tell their story. The rematch. The rematch. Mr. Baron Davis, how you doing, sir? My guy, what's up with you? Hey, good job, what's happening? Man, I'm good, man. I'm good. I appreciate you taking the time. I know your phone ringing off the hook right now, so I, I appreciate it. You know what I mean? They're on a, on the rematch on basketballnews.com and Fly TV. And uh, there's a lot I wanted to talk to you about, you know, but, you know, the Warriors just won. Just, just want to check Absolutely. in. And it's crazy because I'm looking at it, and I, I love when people make – you know the media, media guys like media commentators kind of eat their words. That's 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 one of the reasons why I got into the media because there was a lot going on in the media that I didn't like. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. The same, the knuckleheads yep. had the same story. You know, Stack and Matt Barnes would say the same thing. We all, you know, how it is with the media sometimes. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. So I, I love when people prove people wrong. But tell me how how happy you are to see the Warriors uh, win this championship this year, especially after all they've been through. Man, you know, I, I would say, you know, I'm yelling at the TV, telling Steph to claim your spot. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? All that hate he went through this year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All the uh, hate Clay went through getting back, and people not even understanding that the kid, this this kid ain't played in two years. Right. You know what I mean? Right. The KD trauma. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then, you know, the bubble last year, step, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Just kind of like, man, I'm happy for this team because those players, they, 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 they be hoping the right way. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's funny. I was listening to, you know, sometimes I try not to listen to too many of them, but sometimes you can't help listen to the commentator, you know, the, the, the sports people, the talking heads every morning and stuff like that. And the criticism they had. So Steph did something amazing with that 43-point game, right? And then the next game, he struggled. But he struggled because the entire defense was all focused on him and his shot. And, and he, he, he was missing. But it's interesting to see how the media just kind of flipped. After, I was like, wait a minute. I was just seeing this. Hey, for one, bro, they ain't, never no, they ain't never played no goddamn basketball in their life. You know right. what I mean? So, like, right. they've been doing this shit for a long time. Me yeah. and you and, and, and us and the new media, the new sports media, we right. know what's going on. You're going to have highs and lows. You feel what I'm saying? It's yeah. a championship. You think Boston going to be happy with somebody scoring 43 on them? They're going to try to do something. Of you know course. what I mean? And, like, and you know how hard it is to score 43 in the finals? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, man, people are crazy. They're yeah. crazy. They just look for any excuse, any narrative. You got people like Stephen A. up there. He just arguing for the sake of arguing right now. You know what I mean? Oh, and oh, I no. say for us, like watching this game, it's like you know, it's highs and lows, it's moments. It's it's a deep breath when the other dude didn't take one. It's a it's a sigh of relief when you shouldn't have. You know what I mean? Right. It's a, um, it's a forget the play in the moment when you need it, and so. Margin for error is very small when you think in finals. Steph Curry having a bad game right. in the finals, and right. people 
you know, uh, raising a big stink over it. You know what I mean? It just goes to show you where their knowledge is, right? Where their care, where their love for the game is, right? right. Um, and that's what y'all doing right now, man. Y'all game changing. Y'all changing. Y'all changing the way media should, you know, you changing the way the questions should be asked. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're getting real. Like, like players want to talk to you. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Players want to, players want to talk to players. Whether it's bad questions, good questions, hard questions, it's just there's, there's a familiarity, right? Mm -hmm. There's an honesty. There's a truth. And so with the, with the normal media or the old media, it's like, man, we ain't telling them shit. Don't nobody <laughs> want to tell you. <laughs> nobody <laughs> tell you the truth to none of these people out here. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they've always been around to tear us apart. Right. More than build a, build us up. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and that's, you know, it's, it's interesting. I was looking at this quote. I just posted it this morning, so I'm going to get the exact quote. But Nick Wright from uh, First Things First. So when when the Warriors traded for Andrew... He should not be on TV. Man, but I'm, but listen, I'm going to read what he said. So I'm gonna <laughs> read his actual, I got it right here. This cat, he got on national TV and he said, Andrew Wiggins is a bad basketball player. It's unspeakable the Warriors did this. It's over for them now. We will never see Steph in another NBA Finals again, ever. That's what he's ranted and said and, on national and TV. On, and he on TV as what? A basketball expert? Yeah. yeah. It's like a puppet show, my dude. You know what I mean? It's like a puppet show. I'm thinking about doing my own damn media puppet show and, and having my own Stephen A. and Nick Wright. And, and, I mean, it's like a puppet show. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, these yeah. is, is they'll say whatever to do whatever. You know what I mean? Just to, right. like... But it's like you, you you can't you don't even stand on your words. Like somebody like that who says something like that, you should stand on his words and say, Yeah, I should be suspended for a year. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But why but why even you know say something outlandish like like why tell like you mentioned it before, that even even if a player if, if, that, if you're looking at a player and you're saying even if this is not your favorite player, you know what I mean? To turn him down to the point to just say he's a bad basketball player, he doesn't deserve to. Well, and, I mean, and, and then, and then when he see, and then when he see Wiggins, he gonna want to go up, apologize, to me, get out our face, you little rat, you rat right. face. You know what I mean, you little mole rat face. Like nobody wants that, bro. You yeah. know what I mean? It, 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 like, like, especially this generation, they don't have the time for it. Right. You know what I mean? And so yeah. it's almost like. It's almost like the media is playing like the jealous girlfriend, the jealous ex-girlfriend game now because yep. they can't get the attention from the player, so they start saying like crazy, wild stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then that's why that's where you get the dudes like Nick Wright. Like, there's no accountability for the outlandish shit that they be saying. And right. like, can they like what you know? Like, if they wrong, shouldn't they be suspended? Yeah. Yeah, like when they that. cause a frenzy like that, or like go after somebody like that, you should stand on those words and be like, "Yo, if the Warriors win a, uh, if the Warriors win a championship or go to the championship with a Andrew Wiggins, he should quit his job." 
<laughs> right. I feel you. You know what I'm saying? No, I feel you. Because one, nobody wants to hear any more takes like that, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's so negative though. Like they like you said, they just want to tear people down and you see this show's not whether it's Skip Bayless on FS1 or whether it's Stephen A. Smith on ESPN, they're just trying to tear guys down. And it's I, I, I spoke to the OG Mitch Richmond um, and did an article with him, and he was talking about how this new era of, of young players with social media, he was like, you know, I, he didn't know how they even do it to get that much criticism daily. I mean, we didn't have social media when we played, you know, but it's like, it's too much sometimes. Like sometimes they got to turn that off and just ignore all of it because you got not only just the, the media people, now you got millions of fans giving you their opinion directly to you. Like that's that's too much access, don't you think? Hell yeah. It's like, um, man, it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm tired of the media. You know? I'm tired of like, I mean, you think about every day waking up, doing an interview after the game. Now you got to do an interview for all your fans. Now, people, you know, anybody can say anything to you and it can directly get to you. Right. right. We didn't have to deal with that. You know what I mean? People would be afraid. People could say what they want, be on our back, yell it back in our era. But, you know, in no no, no way, shape, or form did people have the access, you know what I mean, to be able right. to do that with us. And, you know, I don't think our generation would have been able to handle it well. Not at all. I'll tell you, I know I wouldn't be able to handle it, right? You know, I know. Hey, hey, I know one thing: you wouldn't have been able to handle it. No, I can tell I you, would been, hey, yeah. we would have been, we would have been socking people out. I mean, just, how, how people get socked out at the grocery store. <laughs> you know like you said, somebody just rip you to shreds. And then they want to come up to you like, "What's up? Like, how you doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how are you?" Yeah. Then, then they show up. Then they show up at your bowling event trying to interview you. That's crazy. You know what I mean? But I, one thing I wanted to ask you about was, you know, looking at Clay Thompson. And I'm watching him on the podium and, like, how, he, you know, he didn't want to kind of leave. But he has been through so much with these injuries. And, I mean, you were talking about how people counted him out. But he had back-to-back uh, catastrophic injuries, you know what I mean, that are hard to come back from, like the ACL and with the people doubting him and stuff like that. A lot of people don't understand how difficult it is to come back from an injury. And I wanted to talk to you about that in particular because, I mean, you had the different knee issues. You was, you was, you was misdiagnosed a couple times. And people don't understand that, you know, and, and having to battle back and how people don't know how many athletes play through pain. And they're trying to, you know, they might say, hey, their shot uh, feels off tonight. But you don't know what kind of pain they're actually in from their yeah, injury. You have no idea. You, you know have no what idea. I mean? Yeah. And it's not and it's not just the physical pain, it's the mental pain. It's like, you know, this dude every you know, and, and, and I don't know if you feel this, E, but I'll be feeling this. Anytime I walk into a gym and it's an NBA gym or any gym, my body wakes up. Yeah, no question. I get a little You know what I mean? Yeah, no I wanna straighten up, I wanna you know what I mean? I wanna make sure like, oh no, like <laughs> I got a, you still got a reputation to uphold. You feel right. what I'm saying? Right. And so imagine being in the prime of your career and like having to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine being the top dog in the game, one of the top dogs and have to watch. Right. Right. So now you're going through that physical, but the mental side of it, right? You got to have fortitude 
and you got to have short-term vision. Yep. Not no long-term vision. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, when, when, when Clay was sitting there and he was, you know, like the one time he was just sitting on the court with his head down when they lost. And then, like, you watch, you watching, you watching somebody give credit to themselves. Right. Yeah. He accomplished something even bigger than a championship for himself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because all those times that he was sitting there, all those times he couldn't play, you know what I mean? Every day he, when the players went back to work out and train and be at practice, he couldn't. Yeah. And so the mental, the mental strain is takes even more toll on the body because mm -hmm. it tells you like, man, shit, I ain't going to make it. Right. Hey, am I going to make it back? You start questioning yourself. And so that short-term memory is all about the little bitty steps. Can I walk today? Can mm -hmm. I take two steps? I just want to be able to stand in balance. I just want to be able to fire my quad muscle. I want to mm -hmm. be able to take five steps today. I want to be able to jog. I want to be able to run in place. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. this dude has went through every single phase of that for two years. Yeah. So he deserved it. He should be on that podium right now. Right, right. He earned it. Yeah. Well, he earned that. He yeah. earned that. Yeah. And to think that he came back this year, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. This is not even a normal year for him. This is a rehab year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the way he came in and the run they had, man, they were supposed to sit him sometime during the season for two, three weeks just to let him, you know, get, yeah. okay, now he feel good. Let him get fresh again. Man, right. I do, I do snuck it out the whole time. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? He rolled it out the whole time, ups and downs. You can see the, you can see the games where he was like, "Fuck, dude, I know I'm better than this, but I, I can't get there." Right, right. And then you see him make the adjustment for the next game, and he mm -hmm. get hot. You know what yep. I mean? And it's just like, man, I love watching Clay because Clay loves the game of basketball, and 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 he's showing people in real time with dedication. And hard work, you know what I mean, and like what that mean, what that mean, you know, even for young players that are that are that are hurt, it's like I take a page out of his book, mm -hmm. right? Because this dude went, he went and isolated himself to get himself back on that podium, you know. Yep, yep, he definitely did, and you know he had to block out a lot, of, so a lot of the noise, so like people don't understand. He got hurt and tore his ACL the first time, right, during the game, during the finals. Um, he rehabbed for a year, was playing pickup in L.A., and tore his ACL again. Yep. So he had to start all the way over from square one, the first square that you were talking about. Can I take a step? Yeah. Like, people don't yeah. understand that, that, that process. Like, that is a serious process to go through, especially to go through twice. Especially to get to a point where you're ready and you start playing and it happens right. again. Right. Right. Now that man, that 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 mess you up because it's almost like it's almost like being shot. You know what I mean? And it's like if I walk in this if I walk in this uh gun store and somebody shot me, you're gonna be afraid to walk in that gun store. You know what I mean? Right. Because you right. know what the results are. And sort right. of go a whole year and to do it again, like yeah. you got to think he got to go a whole year. Yeah, now he got to get back to that point. 
he got to get back to the level he was at that game where he got hurt again. Now, like, anything can happen. Yeah. And up here, you try, like, you can't even be thinking about that, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, the reporter asked Draymond Green on the anniversary of when Clay Thompson tours, you know, it was like, who the fuck asked the question like that? Why would you even ask that? <laughs> like, we, oh, no, we don't play like, we don't play like that. That's superstitious. You know what I mean? Like we don't want none of that. We yeah. don't want we don't want to ask none of that. Not at all. Like why would you? Yeah. And, 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 you know, so so now let me move to Draymond Green, because he's been the media have been giving him. But one thing I like about Draymond Green, he'll say, Okay, I had a bad game. I'm not playing well right now. You know what I mean? And he will take ownership yeah. of it. And now I play better. He played great in that in that championship game, in that last game. The way he was moving the ball, the way he was doing that, the energy that he brought, the way he was pushing the ball, getting people into their spots, um, getting assists, grabbing rebounds, knocking down threes, he was doing it all. But it was like the media loved. I mean, if you even you know listen to the game with the commentators, right? And one cat said, oh, he's feeling it. He's like, well, I don't know if he's feeling it. He just hit one shot this whole series. I'm like, dang, you can't even congratulate my man for hitting the shot. And, like, it's just it, – it's crazy the way when I look at the whole scope of the way how the media is, it's, it's, it's like us against them, the players against the media, where it doesn't have, always have to be like that, but that's how they make it. But talk about Draymond Green's success and what he's meant to the team. Uh, you know, I, I, I love Draymond because he, he, he is probably one of the, the uh, smartest wild cards. Hmm. You dig what I'm saying? He's one of the yeah. smartest players. One of, just one of the smartest players, period. You know what I mean? And just a smart, you know, uh, intelligent human being. You know what I mean? Right. And I think I think his wild card is his X factor. You know what I mean? Right. It's like it only takes it only takes Draymond Green to have a good game for you to lose. Right. Right. And Draymond Green knows that. Mm-hmm. And Draymond Green is confident in himself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's so confident, right, that he can be so honest. You know what I mean? Because he knows if he does his job to the best of his ability, you're not going to beat my team. Right, right. So only take for Draymond in that series to have one, two, three solid games. Mm-hmm. Let alone have one good game, it's over. You know right. what I mean? Because when he rolling, they rolling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, it, I, I felt like for him, you know, it's like they're they pushing him to be a a, a media personality, right? So he's gonna get it a lot more than everybody else because he's made himself uh, vulnerable in that space. Okay, okay. So he's gonna come under the most criticism because he got a mic too. Hmm. So he got you know, and he can't put now he can't put the mic down because he. He got a show. He got it, yeah. So everything, every time he say something, you know what I mean? It's got to, like, somebody going to have something to say or, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's almost like him being under attack. Uh-huh. And him saying, fuck it, I'm just going to join the media and come on over here. Y'all got some shit to say about me. Everybody, whoever want to say it, I got a mic too. Far right. away. You know what I yeah. mean? So I, I, yeah. I, like, I, like, I like that approach. Um you know, I thought, some, you know, sometimes shit like that can get distracting. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought you could see it uh, frustrating him with his game and taking away from his game. Right. Um, and then also, like, he he is the re- he is a direct result of anything he does off the court. He's going to be penalized for it on the court. What do you mean? Give me an example. He's 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 received Wallace. Okay, got you. He's received in our remember seed in our era, right? Of course. Yeah. He was a target. Yeah. Whether he right or wrong, you know what I mean? Like they they want to like when when she was on the floor, it was uh it was almost like two teams playing and then the refs waiting for seed to do some shit. Exactly. 100%. You know what I mean? 100%. And I feel like somebody like that and somebody like Draymond, they they, they, they embrace that. You feel what I'm right. saying? But when they come out to the court, when they come to the court, they're not going to, nothing is going to go their way. Right. Right. Because the ref is already waiting for them to say something to give them a tech. Mm-hmm. And so you're not even refing these dudes who are great defenders, intelligent mm-hmm. basketball players. You know right. what I mean? Right. Um, you're never going to give them the benefit of the doubt. That's true. Because you want to call the call because you know he's going to say something and you've already dreamed about giving this dude a technical foul. Yeah, you dreamed about it. Referees <laughs> are humans too. Yeah. Referees are humans too, bro. Yeah. Referees have feelings. Yeah. Referees can hear the words that we're saying, bro. Right, right. Now that's true. I that's remember true. one time. I I remember one time a ref said something to me, and I was like, "You watermelon head, motherfucker!" And 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 that <laughs> right there, bro. Every time I saw yeah. this ref, he remembered <laughs> because everybody at the free throw line was laughing and shit, and he couldn't really do nothing because I was bagging on him. But every time that ref saw me, you know what? He was gonna do me in every time. Every time, he, like if somewhere to go my way or not, you know, I, like imagine like a dude bagging on you, and yeah. it's like, oh, you want me to do something for you? Oh, hell no, I'm not going. Right, to right, right, right. Now you do the favor. <laughs> right, right. You know, I want to ask. if I need a big favor, call that foul. Like, yeah, yeah, you're like, no, that ain't <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you know, one of the things I, I, I've always saw, even back, you know, while, while you was playing there, is the fans are like, it's like a special relationship y'all have with the fans. You know what I mean? So, like, it's like you're watching a game, Boston won't yeah. play well. A couple times, you heard booze from the crowd. That happens on the East Coast. You know what I mean? Like, New York yeah. fans, Philly fans, DC fans, yeah, they'll they got a different type of passion and energy on the East Coast. You know what I mean? Totally they like, totally they like rock, you know, they like hardcore, bro. Them dudes go to work every day. They fucking, you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, they got yeah, so, they got just as much passion as the team. And right. sometimes that passion translates to negativity. You know what no I mean? Question. I always say that about the Knicks fans. Is that Knicks got some of the best fans, but they are terrible for the Knicks. Because they don't know how to like, they don't know how to cheer and shit. Yeah, I mean they're great when you're winning and doing great, but if you have some, the energy is incredible when you're when it's great. Oh yeah, the energy is bad when you're losing. Like real bad. If you're in a tight game, right? 
there's so much mixed emotions and mixed energy that right. you're not pushing them to a win. You're waiting for them to either fuck up or yeah. you're waiting to, you know what I mean? And so, mm. like, that audiences and crowds needs to understand that they're the energy. The more okay. positive energy you give to a team, right, the okay. better that team is going to perform. Like, they're going to understand and be able to receive that. Coming in the game with anxiety and, and like, like in New York, it's like, man, you get up, you get down, they start booing, you like, shit, man, like. Right, it's different. That, you can feel that, you know what I mean? Your shot, all that, that's all in your energy. No question, no question. But y'all fans. When we go to the state, it's like we, we laid back. You know yeah. what I mean? We hella laid back. California is just a different vibe. You know what I mean? And it's like a different level and appreciation for the game. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Like, we like more reserve. We like to watch. We cerebral. You know what I mean? Like, we, we you know, we we cut our teeth different. You know <laughs> what I'm you. saying? I, got, I know what you mean. Like, we've been at the game yelling at people and shit like that now. You know, it'll be more sly, more slick. You know what I mean? Like talking yeah. in groups, you know, about it. But it's, it's that energy is not like that energy for Golden State and the new fans coming in, right? You got to think all the people before Steph got there, when Steph got there, like all the kids and shit. But they are they are witnessing a dynasty. That's true. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying? So, I, like, I would say after the We Believe era. From the time Steph got there, a dynasty was starting to be built. So all these new fans, every year there's going to be new fans for the Warriors. And so the old fans, they they don't let people get away with bad behavior. You come to a Warriors game, whether you're a billionaire, E-40, like you're there to see the game. Right. And root on the Warriors. It ain't nothing else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You ain't going there to mingle. You ain't going there to be on TV, sit on the wood. It ain't none of that shit, man. It's just, it's work. Let's go to work. We're going to work. We're going to, you know, everybody who comes in that arena, they come in that arena ready to work, ready to get a victory. But you know, and they not stop until we leave. Well, with with y'all fans, so let's even go to to the We Believe era. You know, y'all fans, that was a special team that y'all had. You know what I mean? And a special year. And then, I remember y'all was y'all was you know having an okay year that year, but then you ran off like sixteen straight at the end, went into the playoffs, beat the Mavericks, you know, Dirk and them, and then you beat Detroit, and yeah, like you was y'all was killing. Um, but the fans, the way that they kind of lifted you, they were like you know the sixth or seventh man on the court with y'all, and that's special. You don't have that everywhere, and I see the same fans being with the team right now that y'all had. Do you, you think it's the same? That same kind of energy. Uh no. Our fans was poor, dude. Our fans like when we did it when we did it for We Believe, it was like a different type of fans. Yeah. It was a different feeling and it was like a um it was almost like a celebration. Right. Every game. <laughs> yeah, bro, it was weird because I remember when I got to go to state I always I walked on the court. And it was the first practice, and Chris Mullen said, "What do you see? What's wrong?" I said, "Bro, this is this is like a cemetery." Oh, really? When you it's first got there, bro, dude, none of these players want to play no basketball. Ah, they are dead. They are defeated. They walking in here. They like, man, it's 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 sad. I walked in like, damn, this is sad. <laughs> Y'all ever like 
y'all y'all don't know how to like play play basketball and have fun right hell no like what does that look like we don't have five six coaches in like three years right right so you're like you walking in there and it's like it's dead at practice the players are dead then you get to the game and it's like man this shit packed like it's packed right bro it's packed out here <laughs> and you go play the game and it's like we got all this negative dead energy then I think we won like my first my first year there when I got traded. I feel like we won like eight eight games in a row. Uh huh. Towards the end of the year, it didn't matter, bro. In those eight games, that place was going nuts. You know, remember right. it was already sold out. Right, right. And they sold you would have thought we won a championship in those eight <laughs> games. You would have thought uh -huh. we were in the playoffs, and yeah. so like. The struggle was, it was the team, right, trying to build something for the fans. Okay. Like it was the ownership group trying to, like, make something for the fans, but it really was like Mully, Rod Higgins, right? They finally left some players in there, and when they brought us in, it was like we were the misfits. Okay. <laughs> and so when that happened, it was almost like, you know, like, we ain't dead no more. Uh, you know I mean? Like, we not coming to – people want to just come into the game to be like, all right, we're going to lose, but we're going to lose to this person. We're going to lose to this team. It's like, no, nah, we mm. got it. Hold on, we got a chance. Right. Now people getting out their bed, them same people, you know what I mean, selling out the arena. Man, they getting out the bed like, yo, we going to win tonight. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> like, yo, we got to win tonight. And they – they knew that they were like the extra sauce. Okay, okay. Bro, you can feel that shit. I already know. Get the rebound, throw it to Jerry Weir's three. We out of here. They about to go crazy. Right, right. That was a special. That was a special time. So let me tell. So ask me what what you got going on now. You know what I mean. Everybody's asking when the next season of of uh, Baron Davis. You know what I mean. Gonna come. I, I, I loved it. I loved the first season. It was hilarious. Makes I, I'm, and I wrote I wrote season two. Um, I've been working it, and then you know it's like it's almost like uh the TV networks they picked it up right okay which is like oh that's what you want that's what you want but it's really like I don't want that bro I just want to go make my shit and so now you know I'm starting to see like what television is. You know, it's like you can make a lot of money if we do this and if we do that and if we do this. And then it's like, man, but, like, everybody I talk to, they just waiting on the season two. Yeah. If it's this or that or this network or that network, if it's a $10 million production, like, we didn't spend no money for that shit. <laughs> people like it, you know what I mean? So we've been going back and forth. Part of me was like, man, I may just create an NFT for it. And then let everybody who bought the NFT, they can own that shit with me. So then that way we don't never have to go to a a, a TV network. Then don't let. No, I mean, I know I'm gonna get in trouble for that. <laughs> <laughs> so no, so it's I've just been heavy, you know, I've been heavy in like Web three space, thinking about like Web three. How does digital asset management like change our lives and brings okay. us into you know this kind of new age? And so. You know, for me, I've just really been creating 
I got a uh I got an NFT coming out called the Oatmeals. Uh mm-hmm. you you gonna get an oatmeal, you're gonna get a custom oatmeal. And you know, I just kind of been playing in this understanding what bored apes and doodles and all these people are doing and i was like man why can't we do something to honor ourselves as athletes and 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 give roses to you know all my brothers my sisters that you know we have this ecosystem in this family and so basically the oatmeals are legends the legends are oatmeals every oatmeal got their own story and legend and so you know for our legends we let them mint their own oatmeals right their fans and then they're gonna be uh for this first collection i believe there's gonna be about uh 2500 the first thousand people that uh meant some of our uh i think our rare they're gonna get an oatmeal credit card they oatmeal on the credit card like so your own personalized oatmeal card where you can uh basically buy bowls (laughs) okay all right you know what I mean? Get your points up. But we thought about, you know, how do you gamify and create a system and an ecosystem where people want to interact, exchange. And then for me, it's like, I know my time is valuable. So if I'm giving up my time, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and, I, and I'm making a conscious effort of my time, my energy and like the IP that, you know, we create. And then, you know, I, I wanted to do that not only for the fans, but just to show people in in web three nfts that like you can like you can do some shit that's cool mm-hmm. and everybody can participate and it ain't about like oh we about to make a bunch of money or we about to do this it's like yo sometimes it's like the experience you know what i mean okay all right that's so what's it's up oh mills it's called the old mills dropping june 23rd okay. and then our company we built metaverses and all that e so we about to be uh, I'm about to be hitting you up because we're building out a Hall of Fame for for our own. Okay. And so it's called History of the Game, and the and the thought behind it is everybody who paid dues, you know what I mean, should be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Gotcha. Everybody gotcha. has a story, you know what I mean? Right. And everybody's stories are different stories. And so, you know, we're not celebrating the story. Right. You know what I mean? We just... Right. We just celebrating stats. Mm-hmm. That's right. And if the media say so, if we start celebrating each other, passing our roses, having a we'll be able to like induct ourselves, our our friends and families and stories into our own metaverse. And so I was thinking about, you know, how do you take basketball from a local standpoint, create legends? You know, from a a, a regional local standpoint, college, high school to create legends. And then mm-hmm. from a macro, you know, standpoint, where if it's pro teams, international, like how do you include everybody into it? And so the oatmeals are the first drop. Uh, we're going to have NBA oatmeals, college oatmeals, college legend oatmeals. And so it's one of those, you know, it's just kind of like forever going narrative. And, you know, for me, I just love creating and I love like giving people shit. So this was like the coolest thing that I can do. Yeah. Um, I wish I could show you what these shits look like. Show it. Yeah. I appreciate you, my guy. Yeah, man. Hey, I appreciate you taking the time out. Like I said, I know your phone blowing up, but I'm happy for the Warriors, happy for what you're doing. You know, you're my guy. So, hey, I appreciate you. Keep doing your thing, though, man. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you. Love.